none of us is perfect. No matter how hard we try to make, no matter how hard we try, we make mistakes. And sometimes we even know we're making mistakes or bad choices. However, there's always the opportunity of redemption. Stay with us as we talk about a renewed heart on Cell Life Church Live. The verse of the day is Romans 12, 9. Cling to what is good. Welcome to Cell Life Church Live. Thank you for joining us as we share an inspirational message that is relevant to life today. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another webcast of Cell Life Church Live. It is a crisp autumn day here in the desert yes. of Washington State, and we are glad that you chose to take a few moments to spend with us today. We are always looking for people to send us verse of the day recordings like you see at the beginning of our webcast. And it is quite simple. Just click the verse of the day link at the top of the Cell Life Church Live webpage and follow the instructions. You can also record yourself and send it to us by email or through Facebook. You know, just use your mobile device. We can even use audio recordings. So if you want to just do audio, you could leave a voicemail on our phone even. That works too. So after today's webcast, don't do it now. After today's <laughs> webcast, go to our website with your mobile device and record a verse of the day. You may see yourself on a future webcast. Did you know that Christmas is only 80 days away? Isn't that awesome? Wow. <laughs> you started your Christmas shopping yet? I have. What about, have you thought about giving to people and ministries in need this Christmas? Yeah. We are working on our annual Christmas catalog, and it will be online and in your email soon. Last year, we were able to purchase chickens and goats and cows for families in western Kenya, Bibles and wheat for people in northern Pakistan, and children's outreach supplies for our ministry in Zambia. There are many options to give and provide much-needed sustainable supplies to people and ministries all around the world. And it's so fun and so cool. So, many years ago, I was talking to an older gentleman about coming to a church service with me. He was facing some troubles in his life, and I believed then, just as I believe now, that Jesus was the real answer to his situation. Well, he declined my offer, and he said he would never step foot in a church again. Well, this piqued my curiosity. I didn't think he had any church background. He said to me, a church is like a chicken farm. And I'm not going back to one. Well, I had, <coughs> excuse me. I had to ask him what he meant. Well, he went on to explain that on a chicken farm, when you get a chicken that is lame or sick, well, the rest of the chickens will come over and attack it and peck it to death. And then he walked away from me. Well, I was fairly new to my faith in Christ at the time. And I had only said yes to Jesus a year or so before this. And I had not seen anything like what he was describing in the church that I attended. And I did not see an attitude like that in the other believers I knew that attended other churches in the area. So I quickly surmised that he had had an isolated incident or probably had just turned his back on God. Looking back, I was so new and naive. Because <laughs> since that conversation some 30 years ago, I have seen people gang up on someone because of a mistake or poor choice. Mm. 
I have seen people shun someone to the point of them not only walking away from their church group, but from the Lord as well. Hmm. I have seen everyday people pointed out from the pulpit of churches for sin or mistakes they have made. And I have seen fellow clergy, brothers and sisters in service to the Lord, chewed up and spit out by the established church. When we started Cell Life Church more than seven years ago, uh, one of the things we really felt the Lord was calling us to do was to reach out to those who had been ostracized by the church. The ones who had been wrongly accused or chewed up and spit out by the church, so to speak, and help them rebuild a trust in the Lord and continue to serve him despite what others thought or said. Many of us know Matama Gandhi was. Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi was. She has a hard time with that. <laughs> he was a civil rights leader and a Hindu. Mm-hmm. He said some things about Jesus and Christians that we should hear and helps us set up today's encouraging message. Listen to some of these quotes from Gandhi. This is amazing stuff here. (laughs) The first quote is, A man who was completely innocent offered himself as a sacrifice for the good of others, including his enemies, and became the ransom of the world. It was a perfect act. The words of a Hindu talking about Jesus. Right. You know? (laughs) Right. Another quote is, Live like Jesus did. And the world will listen. Amen. That says a lot. Mm -hmm. Another quote says this, Jesus is ideal and wonderful, but you Christians, you are not like him. Mm. And the final quote we have is, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Wow. Really causes you to stop and think. Yeah, I'm thinking these Christians he's interacting with aren't Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, this is often how the world sees Christians. Yes. This is how they view. Yes. And many, of, many of us have experienced what it is like to make a mistake or commit a sin or even be accused of making a mistake or committing a sin and suffer the wrath of a, a church or church leadership. Right. And today we would like to look at two individuals who made mistakes. They committed sins, some very grave. And we're talking about disloyalty, lying, adultery, and murder. These are serious things, and there are consequences. However, God never gives up on anyone. That's right. So let's look at the first person we're going to talk about. And you may have guessed, it's King David. King David is credited with writing a majority of the Psalms. He was also the virtuous leader that would not strike down King Saul, who was hunting David, even when he had a clear opportunity to, because of his loyalty to God. Let's read 1 Samuel chapter 26, verses 7 through 11. So David and Abishai went to the army by night, and there was Saul, lying asleep inside the camp with his spear stuck in the ground near his head. Abner and the soldiers were lying around him. Abishai said to David, Today God has delivered your enemy into your hands. Now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. I won't strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Don't destroy him. Who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? As surely as the Lord lives, he said, the Lord himself will strike him. Or his time will come and he will die, or he will go into battle and perish. 
but the Lord forbid that I should lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. Now, get the spear and water jug that are near his head, and let's go. This same David, some years later, commits adultery with Bathsheba. So we have virtuous David. Jump ahead a few years. We're not going to read the passage, but we encourage you to read 2 Samuel chapter 11. Because this records David viewing Bathsheba while she bathed. She goes out to take a bath, and here's David. Hoo-hoo-hoo, looky, looky. And, you know, not right. She was the wife of one of his soldiers. Then he sent for her. He liked what he saw. He sent for her and took her to his bed. And she became pregnant. Now, David's solution was to send for her husband to come home. To cover up his sin. Well, when that didn't work, he arranged for her husband to go to the front lines of the war Israel was fighting and be placed in the center of the action so that he would be killed. Thus, Bathsheba would be his. Hmm. It's out and out murder, friends. Hmm. But you know, God sees everything. Yes. He knows everything. <clears throat> yes. He knows our thoughts. Yes. After all this happened, God sent the prophet Nathan to confront David. David fell to his knees and repented for all of his sin. Yes. Shortly after this, he wrote Psalm 51. Let's read Psalm 51 in the first 12 verses. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Oh, love that passage. You know, <clears throat> sometimes we don't see our sin or mistakes for what they are when we are in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. We may feel that something isn't right, but we don't recognize our sin or poor choices. Yeah. If we are willing to see, God will point out to us where we need improvement. Yes. He will show us where we are wrong or are sinning. The lesson here is to not to throw our hands up in the air and just give up. We must fully turn to God and repent of our actions and our poor choices. Yes. We must ask the Lord to cleanse us of our iniquities and return to us the joy of our salvation. Yes. Remembering that first time we said yes to Jesus. Yes. We must ask him to renew a right spirit in mm. us and give us a clean heart. Yes. The best thing about God is he is merciful and he will do that when we turn to him sincerely. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. 
And that song is just running through my head right now. <laughs> the second person in the Bible we want to focus on is Peter in the New Testament. <clears throat> now, we know Peter was a fisherman that Jesus called to be one of his disciples. He was uneducated and often making quick statements or brash judgments that Jesus either had to rebuke or correct. We all have some Peters in our <laughs> lives, or some of us are Peters, like, yeah, sometimes. But Peter was also genuine. Now, we read in Luke chapter 9 about Jesus asking the disciples who people say he is. And there were many answers. But then he asked, who do you say I am? And Peter blurts out over everyone, you are the Messiah, the Son of God. <laughs> and Jesus praises Peter for this and really encourages him. Mm-hmm. But not too much later, we see Jesus arrested, and he's standing before the high priest, and Peter is standing nearby watching. Well, let's read about this in Luke chapter 22, starting in verse 31. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers like Jesus already knew what was going to happen. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. There's loyalty. And Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. And then continuing on in verse 54, then seizing him, Jesus, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. And Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. And she looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. <coughs> About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly, this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. And just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. And then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Hmm. Oh, I can only imagine the look. Pretty powerful. Yeah. Peter has gone from total hero to complete liar. Yes. <laughs> he was saying just what the Holy Spirit had laid on his heart, that Jesus was the Son of God and their Messiah. Now he was lying and saying he doesn't even know Jesus, just to save himself. Yes. That's complete betrayal. Yeah, it is. Many people like to to stop thinking about Peter at this point. They like to associate with the Peter that makes mistakes mm -hmm. and loses focus on Jesus and starts to sink in the waves. Mm -hmm. They like to identify with the Peter that was going to lie just to save himself because that's what the natural person would do. Right. But after Jesus was resurrected and he reappeared, look at the interaction he had with Peter. Yeah. Let's read John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. 
you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Mm. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Yeah. Jesus not only forgave Peter, mm-hmm. but he also restored him to ministry. And not just any ministry. He restor- restored him to leadership. That's right. Peter goes on to be one of the pivotal leaders in the church and was instrumental in bringing the gospel to the first Gentiles. Yes. He spoke one of the best sermons ever preached mm-hmm. on Pentecost that you can read in Acts chapter 2. Yes, one of my favorite, favorite messages. What we are trying to say today is God continues to reach out to us. He continues to clean us and make us better. However, we must be willing participants. We must allow him to give us a clean heart and a renewed spirit mm-hmm. as David prayed for. Yeah. We must be willing to do all that he asks of us, whatever that may be, as we read about Peter's ministry and leadership after being restored by Jesus. Friends, no one is too far from God for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. No one has done so much they can't refocus on Jesus and ask for a renewed spirit and a clean heart. Fellow leaders in Jesus' church, We must not ever count anyone out. We must work with people to the best of our ability, committing them to Jesus every day. As we lead our groups and congregations, we must have the attitude of Christ who was betrayed and lied about by one of his most trusted disciples and friends. Yet, he was willing to put all that aside and restore him once he repented. Mm -hmm. Do you need a renewed heart and spirit today? Ask the Lord. Seek his face. He is faithful and will do this for you if you are sincere and repentant in heart. Pray as David prayed. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit in me and return to me the joy of your salvation. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you have found this time worth your time. Yeah. If you have questions or comments about this or any of our other teachings, please contact us using one of the ways in the closing of the video in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Remember that we're looking for verse of the day recordings. Video and audio recordings are both acceptable. Yep. Also, remember that our Christmas catalog will be coming out soon. Mm -hmm. Start by praying and considering what the Lord would have you do to support people and ministries all around the world this Christmas season. Until next time, be encouraged in Jesus' name. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Cell Life Church Live. We hope you've been encouraged. If this message touched you in some special way and you would like to contact us, you may do so on our Facebook page, website, this YouTube channel, or email. We enjoy hearing how these messages impact your life. Would you consider supporting Cell Life Church financially? Contributions can be made online and are tax deductible in the United States. Details for giving can be found on our website at www.celllifechurch.tv.